0: i Spaces Welcome to the ether today is Sunday, March 20th, 2022. This episode of the Ether is brought to you by Glow Yield. Glow Yield is the ecosystem of Terra decentralized apps like Lotto and Creators, all powered by DeFi Yields. Glow Creators helps artists and influencers give their fans exclusive perks through membership NFTs and more. Glow Lotto is a prize-linked savings account with a weekly chance to win the big jackpot. Tickets are free and perpetual, which means there's zero chance to lose money. Be sure to follow Glow Yield on Twitter and join the Discord community to stay up to date with all the glowing projects and check them out online at glowyield.com. This episode of the Ether is also brought to you by Talus. Talus Protocol is the NFT platform for independent artists on Terra. Talus helps to provide artists with the tools and resources needed to transition from traditional art into the NFT world. With their V1 launch coming soon, Talus will be the place to see real-world art reflected on Terra. Be sure to join their Telegram and follow Talos on Twitter for updates on their Roadmap, Validator, and other t- Talus News. Find your next favorite artist on talos.art. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. Today on the Ether, part one of a two-part IBC Gang Cosmos Haas, Cosmos Spaces Space. Learn about three IBC projects, VDL, Oray, and Shade. Let's take a listen.
1: Hello everyone. Good morning, good evening. Wherever you guys are located. Gaines, I just sent you a message. So I'll let the room fill up a little bit before we get going good morning tricky where are you at again the east coast west coast west coast california yeah so you need to get that caffeine up in you <laughs> i don't know this is always a good way to wake up
2: man just roll today over was a... get on my today was, I was
1: gonna, that's funny <laughs> i'm gonna say today was the first day i probably slept like an actual sleep and I don't know, a week and a half, as opposed to every day, five hours max, if I'm lucky, like fa- cr- crappy five hours. But I guess that's what happens when you go out and you drink too much whiskey. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so it was worth it, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> Made a fool of myself probably last night on the show. But yeah, other than that, it was a pretty, nah, good, no pretty good evening. You were just
3: feeling good, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> So it looks like the room's kind of filling up. So it's going to be a pretty cool show today. Uh, I have Vindalum or Chain, and then and a little bit later, I believe Carter with the Shade Protocol is going to stop by. I know he has a um, an event to be at, but he is in, like, Minnesota area. So I think he should probably be stopping by about halfway throughout the show. And today is probably going to last a little bit longer than two hours. I mean, they always do, but I'm just already planning for it to last longer than two hours, especially since I have three different teams going to speak about their protocol and what they got going on. And today's going to be kind of cool because usually when I have a certain project come up, I already kind of know a lot about it or have been in contact or helped. And I did a tweet. I don't know what day it was, Thursday, maybe, or Wednesday or Thursday, where I said, you know to the community basically i need to know two of the most underrated l1 tokens and there was a really good response from the community and a lot of the same ones were like a caution, and secret which you know we've i've had plenty of experiences with both and not that they're underrated not that they're not underrated but i wanted to uh reach out to think maybe a couple of projects that i've seen listed on there that i don't really know anything about which which i you know it's good to learn so today is going to be more of a me being a community member and just learning. And whenever you guys are ready, Bridget and uh, let see, Corey, Corey or Bridget, go ahead whenever you're ready. Hey, what's going on, everybody?
4: Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. I guess depending on where you're joining us from. Thank you so much for having us on the show. This is, this is awesome. We love doing these spaces. They're always fun. And and uh and I'm happy to hear that that uh we've got a couple hours earmarked for this, so we'll try and keep it keep it live, keep it interesting, keep it fun. Bridget is here too; she's my business partner with uh Vidulum, and um yeah, we're super excited to to join you guys. Is there anything in particular that you'd like to learn about or anything you've seen or heard about Vidulum or anybody else that's in here that I can uh make sure to emphasize during this this space?
1: So, I mean, I would just prefer to do a little background, maybe like h- how you guys got started. I know you you started off with proof of work and then why, what made you want to transition over to the Cosmos ecosystem. And then also what your platform offers and then, you know, your future roadmap. That would be pretty cool. And then um, anything that you want to add. I'm sure while you guys are talking, I'll probably think of ideas or a lot of times the community members they may just use this format as like a podcast, but they'll reach out to me on either our telegram or they'll DM me on Twitter. And then I'll just like kind of ask the question for them. So, you know, it's not really like a AMA format. It's just kind of more of a convert conversation type thing. And like I said, I'm here just to learn as well, because I'm not going to lie. I didn't really know much about you guys besides, you know, I did my quick little research the last couple of days. So it'd be nice to, to learn as well. So.
4: Yeah. Too easy. No, this is, this is awesome, so Vidulum is we're, we're quite a bit different, more unique in our own avenue, how we join the cosmos space, right? so um, we, we we didn't want to um, when Vidulum was first uh, theorized when we first sat down and said, "We need to fix some problems in this space." you know uh, there was a group of us, a small group of us who. Very comfortable and confident in the crypto space, blockchain world, but we could see a lot of uh, pitfalls, a lot of uh, barriers to access, and security issues uh, by those who want to uh, enter into crypto, but they they um, they kind of just wing it and jump in, right? Just to just to get the bag of whatever coins or tokens that they're interested in, but maybe don't have the most secure practices with wallets and. Um, or path to learn about crypto or blockchain. So that's that's what we set out for in the very beginning was was to not uh revolutionize blockchain technology, but to break that barrier of entry to joining the space, right? So which we all need. It doesn't matter what tech your blockchain resides on um, in the end, if if people can't access it and interact with it um it, it just won't succeed. it just doesn't maybe eventually if you can break down that barrier so uh Vidulum's whole entire purpose is to provide um a, a platform and and tools that anybody at any level, whether you're you're just joining crypto you're just learning about it or you're ready to start holding some different crypto tokens or coins. Maybe you want to go a step further and run a validator or run a node. Or just just straight up learn about it. Maybe you're not gonna hold anything. You just wanna learn and, and have a safe entry point. So that was that's where Vidulum was originally formed. Our our team started to build the initial version of the Vidulum app and later launched, like you said, a proof of work blockchain that was uh, it was originally a fork from a project called Snow Gym or Tent as they rebranded. Um, at the time I had worked with some of their team members and I liked their their process and and the protocol that they used they had a it was effectively a Zcash fork where they added uh, masternodes and again our goal wasn't to improve it just to um, help support right and and have a, a coin that we can use as a utility around the Vidulum app as as new users join and and learn and uh, and hold. Well that we quickly outgrew that that tech. So about three years in, uh our proof of work chain came to a close. And uh with that transition, with that next chapter in Vidulum, we there it was a too easy of a choice to just join the Cosmos family, right? I mean the the technology that Cosmos and Osmosis or Tendermint really from uh from a whole point of view has the, the tech that they've put together and built is is incredible. So we are not initially, at least right now, we're not here to try and Im- improve on the blockchain tech because there's there's already an incredible amount of skill and knowledge behind this technology. So we want to leverage that. We want to uh, support it as best we can, help educate and and break down that entry barrier for for new and existing users. A, a lot of our base, our user base was you know they're they're miners they're they've they've either got one gpu or a a rig or some of them have a whole setup you know they they run it as a business and and we wanted to expose them to what we had learned about in the cosmos and and uh and join that 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 train i guess you could say right so so we did, we did a nice clean swap. We actually just finished up swapping um, not over 97% of the um, you know, fairly mined VDL from our proof of work chain swapped right into our new chain. Uh, we are running uh, a basic uh, Cosmos SDK chain. We haven't added anything uh, unique or special on our chain quite yet. Um, uh, but we do have some some custom modules in development right now that we're excited about and in, in, uh testing on our test net and releasing in the future. And then this is all in support of the Vedula map, which is our it's our flagship product that that's been around now for gosh, Bridget, I don't know what, four four years or a long, a long while, a little over three, four years. So um the the purpose of the Doolam app for users, no matter what level you're at, is is to learn and earn, right? So we provide rewards, usually in VDL, in just about everything that a user can do to interact in our app. Of course, it's completely non-custodial, self custody. If if you don't know what that means, a couple of you may not. Uh, that that means that when you access your wallets and transact you send tokens or you vote on the blockchain um your your signing keys are stored local to whatever device you happen to be accessing the app from whether it's ios android web browser it it doesn't matter that action with your private keys take place locally on your device we don't store those anywhere uh, on a back end and and that's for not just the user safety, but for Vedulum safety as well, right? In the space we live in, there's a, a constant threat of of um, malicious actors, and we feel one of the best ways to mitigate that is by leaving the control in the in the user's hands. So, but we try and make it easy, right? Again, barrier to entry. We want we want anybody from you know my my own mother and father to be able to jump into crypto and create a, a wallet on Vidulum app at the same time we we want somebody very experienced like yourselves or many of the folks that are in this space you know to be able to jump in and access from your mobile device or your desktop and manage and and um, interact with your with your cryptocurrencies and those blockchains so that that's what we are here to do with the cosmos chains is um, solve that barrier of entry to the decks that we've got multiple chains are operating very successful decentralized exchanges um but they require an extension right you have to have the kepler wallet extension you it's more complicated to do it on your mobile device um if you want to try and interact with your your liquidity pools or your stake on any of those or even just simply trade um they're offering an excellent service, a very high quality product, but there's there's still some polishing that can be done, and and that's where Vedulum comes into play. We can act as that uh, tool to be to provide uh, access to not just the decks on multiple uh, different blockchains, but we can also allow the user to have access to signing, which is critical right now with these these new. Uh, bridges that are coming into the space, right? We've got uh, a couple different gravity bridge. There's a handful of them that different Cosmos chains are choosing to adopt. And the Dulem is positioned very acutely to be able to offer signing from an Ethereum wallet, from a Bitcoin wallet, from uh, any Cosmos wallet to allow those trades and interactions to happen on uh, the, the various blockchains, but all centered within one safe, secure, uh very sexy-looking app, might I add. So that which is Bridget's love and and skills right there with the UI. So th- I appreciate you letting me talk about it. I could brag about Vidulum and and you know what we are here to do all day long, but I I'll leave some floor space for some other folks as we get going. Yeah,
1: I appreciate that. Uh, to to tidbit off that I did use um the app i think the last couple of days i I agree it's very sleek i I really like the ui so if you wanted to answer or bridget wanted to answer if a user you know set it up on their phone and then lost their phone how would they go about you know obtaining their their wallet so to speak yeah so when you set up a
4: a Vidulum wallet or you create it you are you're creating a unique, I hope, right? Unique and, and long complex username, uh, password, and a pin code. And those three pieces of information there are what are, they're a portion of what's used to generate the user's private keys. So as long as they maintain a safe and secure record of those three pieces of information, they can recreate their Vidulum wallet from any device anywhere in the world. There, there's no limitation there whatsoever. Um, the, even more importantly, once a wallet is created, they can go into the settings and export all of their private keys into a, a CSV file that will, you know, their private keys will be available for them to, in a more complicated way, but still available go to each and every blockchain and import their wallets as, they, as needed to access. Let's say something happened to Vidulum, right? Let's say it somehow was taken down or, or closed down shop, right? Everybody who has their private keys backed up still has access to all of their own cryptocurrency and anything that they've done through the nice interface of the app. They can now take that private key go import it into Kepler or, you know, a a BitGo desktop wallet, whatever it may be that uh, will support importing of a private key and access their coins if necessary, right? And the hope is that'll never need to happen. But that's always a fallback because it's completely self-custody. So as long as a user maintains their username, password, and PIN code, which cannot be changed... Uh, They will always have access to their wallets. It doesn't matter if their device was broken or or stolen or lost. Um, You know, they. We all know how computers can be, and sometimes we we lose our data on a computer. Securely backing up that information means you will always have access to your assets, no matter where you are.
1: Nice, and for any new users that's out there, whether you know you have the app or Kepler or whatnot, when it comes to writing down your either your seed phrase or, in this case, like your username, password, and PIN. Never take a picture and save it on your phone. Just do it old school and, you know, have a notebook or whatever and and write it in there and, you know, maybe make multiple copies of it and just keep it away. And then also, if you do the CVS file, you know, save it to maybe a thumb drive and then take that thumb drive and, you know, don't put it in your computer ever unless you actually need it. So like myself, I did exactly what he's speaking about and I put it on a thumb drive that's encrypted. And then I just have an encrypted file where, you know, I have to put a password in just to even get into that file. So always that's just like a, I know a lot of people probably already know that this in these conversations, but for anyone out there that's new, that's just listening, And I, I can't tell you how many times I've spoke to people through osmosis chats or dms and th- they they take pictures and they save it just on their iphone and that's just a terrible terrible idea it, it, it's it would be like you taking a picture of your social security number and your driver's license and everything else and then just saving it on your iphone that's just not a good idea ever so just be really safe and then you know it's it'd always be more safe than you even think you need to be so that's just a little rule of thumb But thanks, Corey, for all that. And if Bridget, if you have anything to add to that.
5: Sure, yeah. Um, So thanks again. Uh, Just reiterating what Corey said. We're happy to hop on the show with everybody. Um, For storing all of that, maybe a fireproof safe as well. Um, But let's talk maybe through some of the features of the app. So Corey brought up a few times that we're really focused on tearing down that barrier, the ease of use of it. And what he's hit on is that vidulum has been designed to work through any modern web browser. So you actually don't even need the Android or iOS app. You can access it through a web browser on your phone. We've built the app to be device agnostic. So um, that means that it should be responsive on tablet, on iPhone, anything. Um, and that's critical in our opinion to delivering that solid user experience. Um, but also some of the other features on the app. So uh, Corey brought up the participation in consensus. So uh, as part of our switch to Cos- the Cosmos ecosystem, we added a network page where users can actually uh, stake, delegate, participate in governance, claim the rewards, re-delegate all within the app, wherever they are. So validator goes down, you wanna move your coins, you don't need to wait to get to your machine to pull up Kepler to do that. Um and in building this feature, we actually just refactored it. So I think that's going to get released in um the next day or so. So uh a lot prettier, a lot faster. Um and we will be releasing support for Atom and Osmos with that release. Um so right now it's going through a testing period. Once we've done that, um, you know, sky's the limit. We should be able to integrate most cosmos based chains fairly easily um and so i think that opens up a lot more avenues for everybody in the space to continue to gain exposure um and then the wallet itself uh he also mentioned a reward system so a lot of people here will be familiar with v state uh with staking to delegators to earn rewards participate in consensus. We have a feature called Vstaking, which allows users to earn VDL by holding certain otherwise non stakeable assets. Um, currently there's only seven of them, but that allows a lot of people to get exposure to Vidulum, the Cosmos ecosystem, and just sort of continue to uh find that opportunity to compound rewards in the space. Um so like like was mentioned, vidulum's really about incentivizing people to take control of their assets, to take control of their cryptocurrencies and to join the space. Um, And so that also has allowed us to uh, build a lot of relationships with various other projects that are maybe less known uh, in the space, and it helps reward their community of users for supporting them too.
1: Nice. So you're saying soon that the Osmosis token and the Atom token will be on there. And then is there any uh, roadmap to even other ecosystems? And wh- what I mean by that is I know soon there's going to be Ethereum, Avalanche, Polkadot, a few other tokens from out- like Solana that are going to be coming in through multiple bridges. I, I don't know if you guys were looking at that, too.
5: So the, the wallet actually already supports uh, Ethereum. Where I think, with everybody else waiting for the um, the big reveal, the big update that you know we've all been waiting for for years, um, we support Solana. We have the capability to add Tron, um, any Layer One. Some of these take a little bit more effort in integration than the others. Um, and then as far as the Cosmos ecosystem, we're happy for people to get in touch with us to get them listed on the app uh, so that their users can also take advantage of the proof of stake page, participate in governance, um, stake with their validators. Um, so there's actually a listing form on our website if any other projects on here want to get in touch with us. Um, there's also a contact form. And then, of course, we're on Twitter. So that's another avenue to reach out to us. And then, uh, so Corey mentioned that we are well positioned for, um, the bridges between various chains. So because we already have those listings and the capability to continue to add all of these layer one chains, um, we will be able to build out, uh, a way to interact with the bridges and the dexes. Great. So I got a
1: question, I guess, uh, airdrop, do you have a question?
2: yes uh first of all thank you so much to everyone and uh, thank you cosmos host to arrange the uh, hosting of VDL roi and shd so my question is uh, first of all uh, um, is the uh, VDL team access the private key or the Ferraz? and my second question is the uh undelegated uh of uh any stacking amount is 21 days so if if we, we we undelegate if we want to undelegate before uh 21 days so what's happened is it possible or not oh, you want me to take that i'll take that one yeah go ahead
4: okay so um the the uh, as for the undelegating, the 21 days, we'll start with the second question. That that's the same as the other blockchains. Uh, if you're asking specifically for VDL, 21 days is the unbonding period for our blockchain as well. Uh, that doesn't change. It's the same as as Kepler or the other um, wallet actions. We haven't we haven't changed that. So that's the same. Um the what was the first quote remind me what the first comment was the private keys oh, yeah, of course, no. um, private keys is a big topic. So s- since conception in two thousand and eighteen the the whole purpose is for us as Vidulum team, um our servers, our infrastructure, never, ever, not even temporarily to touch any of those keys uh, whatsoever. They, they're never sent to the back end they're never they're never stored not even temporarily and then deleted um, and this can all be verified by a a user who's experienced in using the you know debugging console on a browser or in a, on a mobile device um, you know they can verify this themselves we don't ever transmit those private keys away from the user's device at any point in time in, in the action hopefully that answers your question airdrop
2: uh it means it means uh, the private key is totally controlled to the owner uh, so it means if we uh, forget uh, the private key so it's uh, unrecoverable uh, this is good feature uh, because the, the control should be in uh, the wallet holder so thank you so much thank you thank you no, you're very welcome. Thanks for asking.
1: So we're going to post your Discord, because uh, you didn't really add this, but I wanted to say that I recently jo- joined their Discord, and you guys like, have a pretty cool tip app directly through your, your interface where it goes directly into your wallet, unlike other um, tipping uh, like on Discord or Telegram, it's usually an intermediary. Un- unlike you guys, you guys just do it directly to the app. So if you wanted to touch on that, it's a really cool feature you guys have.
5: Yeah, definitely. Um, it's interesting. A lot of users brought it up, uh, I guess, about a year ago um, that it would be cool to have a tip bot that integrates with uh, the wallet. And so Corey sat down one night and just banged it out. Um, what's really important with Vidulum and and uh, in general, like our core tenant, our vision and belief is that we should never have access to someone else's private keys. Um, and that goes for a lot of the crypto ecosystem. So if one of those intermediaries ever gets compromised, whatever coins are on them are gone by Distributing control to the end users, that means that, yes, the onus is on the individual, but if a central entity is compromised, it's not the end of the world for everybody because of that non-custodial or self-custody nature. So the tip bot um, allows any user who has a Vadoom wallet to connect to their Discord uh right in the app so you would have to authorize discord and then uh, from that you're eligible for any tips or reins um inside the discords that actually have the vtip bot active um, almost every every cryptocurrency in the app that we support including the thousands of tokens can be tipped um only cryptocurrencies that enable transactions to be built with multiple um outputs or destinations are eligible for rain, but that's still quite a bit. So you could actually rain a Bitcoin if you wanted to, um, but you can likewise rain VDL uh, and other tokens like that.
1: Nice. Well, we're going to have to get together and, and get this on our discord for the the Cosmos spaces. That would be pretty neat. I don't know how how hard of an inter- integration that is, but that would be, you know, I'm, I would welcome that.
4: Yeah. Or- click uh, just the V help v help um, command in any discord that has it and click the invite button. and it should be just about that. but please yeah, connect with us. it's this is this is a one of a kind. Uh, even in the time that it's been live, we still have not seen any competition with this. this this is a it's a really cool. it was a great idea by the community and and just fell right in line with our vision of uh, again, leaving the end user in control, right? So um, I don't I don't want to know everybody's wallet address. It's too complicated uh, again, a barrier to have you DM me your cosmos or your atom address or your Vidulum address, whatever it may be, so that I could shoot a tip over to you because you helped me with something or or how you know how do you how do you share? you know, if I want to share Vidulum as as a lot of our community often does, they love to come in and and rain, um, airdrop, numerous different types of coins and tokens. That was one of the huge, huge reasons why we went with the Cosmos chain because of the ability to uh, attach multiple messages to a single transaction. Right. So, it's a really cool. It's the highest rated um, tip bot for cryptocurrency on Top GG that's self custody or non custodial and and that's that's directly a reflection of the users that interact with it. Every single month they go and vote for it numerous times a day and and it's just it's becoming such an amazing tool in this space and and we can't thank everybody enough for all their support and putting it together as more time and and bandwidth becomes available as our team grows we we definitely want to build it out and expand it more than it than it already offers now too so more to follow on that
6: nice
1: i had i think someone else may have asked a question let me see here if anyone has any last questions please raise your hand somebody connected i don't know what's going on <laughs> <laughs> At least I could hear you guys. Yes, the last like two weeks, maybe even three weeks. Typically, whenever one speaker would come on, whomever was either host or co-host and couldn't hear hear the other person. So it was really frustrating. Even last night it was happening. So it sounds like we're we're on a good path. Knock on wood right now with that. It's really frustrating whenever that happens.
4: Oh yeah, you know I've got a good connection. I can hear everything great. You guys, these are fun. I love these Twitter Spaces. I've we've we've started doing with a couple other folks too, as regularly as we can, and we would like to host some too in the future, and and have folks like yourself come join us and chat. It's you can't beat the opportunity to to sit around in comfortable clothes and just hang out with a bunch of like-minded individuals and and learn about all this stuff and
1: it, this is awesome so thank you again for having us we really really appreciate it my pleasure i'm glad you guys stopped by and yeah it's, it's empowering we started doing this just to have some fun i remember i don't know it was probably about five or six weeks ago there was maybe it was like a friday night we were all just chilling maybe five or six of us we didn't invite anyone and then lo and behold you know within 20-30 minutes there were you know almost 300 people and it was everyone like literally anyone that has like some serious skin in the game with with cosmos and they just stopped by shared some alpha and it was it was really like that point there i mean i was already i fell down the rabbit hole of ibc and i was already in love with it but like that was just even like icing on the cake so to speak i was like wow when do you get a chance where people that essentially are ceos and bigwigs just stop by on their busy Friday evening or Friday night or where, wherever they're located at and just come by and just talk and just share knowledge and just communicate with the, with the community. And then I was completely, you know, with the show and everything, I was even more sold. I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. And we just, we were just doing it to have fun and it's growing like a rapid fire. You know, it's like, we only wanted to do like Friday, Saturday, Sundays, and now everyone, you know, different, <laughs> different teams are like, Hey, can we do an AMA on, you know like a tuesday and it's like all right i guess like it's crazy it's just it's it's empowering though uh for everything and and then sometimes we have a community member come up and they share like a life story about how cosmos has changed their life i know myself it's changed my life so i mean it's just one of many things that is just so empowering it's from every aspect so it's just it's amazing and i'm grateful that you guys stopped by and hopefully you know shed some light on your project and you know put some eyes on it and we are gonna i don't know if we've already tweeted out but we're gonna have your discord on there hopefully you guys have a little bit of influx of, of new community members because i know when i stopped by it's been pretty cool so you know I'll, I'll definitely stay within the community and you know if you guys ever need anything just reach out too easy yeah thank you thank you again this is this is always
4: a good time we'll stick around and, and hang out and, and uh and share some love as you guys continue on through I've, I've got the whole day clear today so i'm looking forward to hearing what other people have
1: going on too nice all right so airdrop you have one last question for the team
2: uh, first of all uh congratulations cosmos host you have completed 7k followers and uh, my question from uh, Oroi. So simply, uh, just uh, this is a very simple question. Uh, what is mega staking? Uh, what is the mean of mega staking? Uh, what is the main uh, purpose of this? Uh, because you have mega, the words mega staking. So justly want to know the words mega staking.
5: I don't. Uh... If- I, I don't think they were asking about Vodulum, so okay, uh, maybe maybe we'll let you guys carry on with the show. Yeah. Um, if anybody wants to check out Vodulum, just visit vidulum.app. Um There's a lot of information there, and you can get connected with the wallet. Uh, see all our social media links and join the Discord. Yeah. Can I? So uh, th- thanks, a lot for the floor, guys.
1: Yeah, Jimmy, go ahead. I'm sorry, he had his hand up so many times. Oh, yeah, so Um. So
7: yeah, but, I mean, I've been following Cosmos for quite a while. Um, I, of course, I just want to say this for the record. I am quite aware that a lot of projects are building on Cosmos. And, of course, I am also aware that that does not relate to the token itself. just want to put that out there. But as for the trajectory of Cosmos, I mean, I see the validity in having this, this SDK being used by different projects. But to make Cosmos essentially a more popular project than the ones that essentially use the underlying technology. I've always wondered about that. I mean, it, my, my problem with this is is a couple is, is twofold. One is Solana and Terra and, and others, you know, by using Rust, it, they could of course use something else. I mean, they're all EVM compatible anyway nowadays. And the question of course is whether or not the throughput of using Rust is superior in the long term. But I do wonder, you know, a lot of these new projects are coming out with their own programming languages, which haven't really been, have no almost no developers right now, like Algorand does. And I think the reason why is they're trying to to target this really high TPS amount. Um, you know, I believe in Cosmos, I, I'll repeat, I mean, I believe in this project because it has one of the best developer teams, you know, developers that no one's ever heard of, you know, compare that to like Algorand, which has like two touring award winners and you know, you know, Ethereum, the guys who create their own programming language when they're 18 or 19 and Cosmos still has a lot going on. I mean Cosmos has a lot in TVL. like it's number 10 or 11 in TVL. There's a lot going on in Cosmos. So if Cosmos in your opinion, is just something that everyone uses, it's kind of like that girl who gets like used and abused, what happens to this girl later on in her life? I'm so sorry. I didn't notice
1: that that was Jimmy. Jimmy's a known troll. He did the same thing to us the other night.
5: Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think that analogy was that great. Jimmy.
1: He, he's not serious at all. He just comes in and, and trolls. Don't, like, don't take anything he just said seriously. Uh, apologies for, for letting him be able to speak before doing that.
5: No, it adds it
4: adds flavor to the to the space
5: <laughs> i I would address this comment by saying that you know part of what makes the ecosystem, the entire crypto blockchain ecosystem so great is that we all have choice that those of us who are driven to do so can come and we can build. We can pick the technologies we like. if we so choose that we want to develop a programming language like Vilik. and frankly, my mind's not great enough for that Um, we have that option though so all in all you know trolling aside the question really kind of shines a light on the fact that crypto blockchain development um, has really taken off over the last decade and people are doing a lot of amazing things whether it's on the cosmos ecosystem whether it's on the Solana ecosystem whether it's on the ethereum ecosystem um so it's not about use and abuse it's about growing and learning together um this is how innovation happens the internet was created basically you know as a communications means but once it got into the hands of the people here we are same with javascript uh in fact you know commercial organizations have fostered javascript so that it can be used to build the applications that we use today so um I would maybe focus on the future and the potential rather than, you know, silly one-off comments.
3: All right. It looks like we have another hand. Samir, do you have anything to add to that? I I don't have, I had a question, but if, uh, if anyone else wants to add to that, then I'll wait till I can ask my question, but thank you. Okay.
1: Well, if your question refers to them, I mean, go ahead and ask. I don't know if it's about something else, but
3: okay. Um, well, number one, happy Sunday to everybody. I, I really am a big fan of Cosmos. I just, to be honest with you, just recently I started to get involved with the, Co- the Cosmos ecosystem. I've always been kind of like involved in centralized exchanges and, you know, looking at other tokens on the more, um you know, on like Coinbase and stuff like that. But I've been educated very much on, on Cosmos as of late and, and I love it. I love the user experience. I love the ecosystem that you have. I've been staking. I've been, you know, trying to get my you know set my footprint in there uh and I really do like it I like what's going on I see a lot of incredible potential here um I, uh, my my question really is uh you know uh i b c gang i i do see that a lot and I was wondering can someone uh, elaborate to what what exactly is i b c that's something I'm still kind of learning um uh, anyways thank you
1: so this is basically just thinking of it as like a universal language so Like what's really empowering about ibc is we're all sovereign blockchains and we we can all communicate essentially to send data to that one to one another with with essentially uh, permissionless so when you have these other blockchains think of them that that outside of ibc that they're like a remote island and they can't communicate to the other islands or other planets so to speak without like some sort of bridge mechanism and it's like a you, just think of it as like a universal language, as opposed to a bunch of different languages. And you can go on Mapaszones.com, and if you go on there, it'll show you like a. It's it's a lot easier to describe it, but it'll show an illustration of all these sovereign blockchains that are able to communicate to one another pretty much effortlessly. And if anyone wants to add to that, I always try to like. I don't want to say dumb it down, but make it more simplistic for the, the average user. Because sometimes when a, a person asks that question then you have, you know, someone that's developing, they start talking about computer language and all this other things that may go over other people's heads. But I just like to think of it as just a universal language that allows communication.
3: Gotcha. Thank you so much. And um, since I, I do see like IBC projects, so what, how would that relate to that? That language, that communication, these different projects. What what is that each? Well, I don't want to, you know, go through each project, but like, what are the projects on uh, on, on IBC projects? What are they trying to do? Uh, what are they trying to solve? Thank you, and that will be all for me. Appreciate okay. it, everybody.
1: Thanks for stopping by. So, I mean, just to add to that, I mean, it's it all depends. I mean, for the most part, there's I wouldn't say competition between one one another. It's more about embracing one another. So when I think of like IBC gang. I think of it as we're all united and we're all trying to solve problems. So when you ask like what kind of problems they're all trying to solve, it all depends. I mean, I there's so many there's I think it's 40 different blockchains now. So there're L1 solutions on Cosmos and they're all tackling different issues whether it's like a financial instrument, potentially like social media, NFT platforms, you know, just you you name it, it a decentralized DEX. Uh, smart contracts you got secret that has privacy by default smart contracts we were just talking about java Um, agorics coming out that's going to be a a, a java strip smart contract platform just like you you name it and like cosmos is is getting it going so it's they're just basically trying to solve problems and again where you can communicate with one another without being on like a stranded island so i hope that kind of summarized it and made it kind of simplistic but I know, Tim, you've been waiting forever. We got we're going to talk about WarChain. And I again, Bridget and Corey, I appreciate your time and stopping by and educating us on your on your project. And I wish nothing but the best of luck with everything you guys got going on. And Again, there's always a, a olive branch here to, to reach out to me anytime. So thank you.
5: Yeah, thank you, too. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks a lot for having us on.
8: Thank you. Tim, you there? Hello, hello. Can everybody hear me? Yes. All right. Cool. So my name is Tyree. Uh, I am from Orion. I'm actually the Chief Strategy Officer of AI Right, which is our uh, team. Ty-
1: Tyree, if I can, I don't know why I said Tim, but Tyree, um, I apologize about that. If you no can, problem. I don't, I don't know. It's like it sounds like you're really far away from uh, your phone or you know whatever device that you're on. Yeah, I have my Buds in, but let me actually just switch over the speakerphone. Give me one second. Yeah, this it's the the Twitter. If you're like not on your actual phone, it's a lot of times it's very hard to hear. No problem. You know what? The other is- Take your time. So Tyrese, just while he's doing that, he's with AuraChain, Chain, which they he'll get into his thing, but I believe that their main net is on the twenty fourth. And um it's, it's very exciting stuff. I don't I'm not gonna pretend to know a lot about their their project and what they're gonna offer to Cosmos, but um I know it's artificial intelligence and like an Oracle protocol. So I'm excited
8: to hear what they have. Can you hear me now? Oh, you sound real good now. There you go. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, you know, I, um, I've been with a chain since uh, early 2020. And this project has, has grown from being, you know, just an Oracle provider, which, you know, uh, is fantastic, but you know we're up against uh, Chainlink and you know Band, obviously, and a lot of big Oracle providers. But Link really, you know, having domination over the market, and we're coming in and saying, okay, we can we can innovate that whole that whole, you know, way that you're handling oracles right now, make it more decentralized. Um, and then, you know, take the step beyond that to say, you know, you know, we're really going to build not only an AI network or a, a, a layer one network for handling all that data, but we're also going to create an environment where we can, um, you know, have independent D and developers coming in and building their own D apps on our mainnet net with, uh, with some AI functionality that, you know, is on-chain um, AI that you're able to actually, uh, you know, incorporate directly into smart contracts. So, you know, we're coming in and tackling the issue of data management on one side and structuring that data, and then uh, and then getting that data tested to make sure that your AI models that you want to deploy on mainnet um, have been tested on our subnetwork of executors, which actually we're expanding from the uh, original 15 to more than 200 AI executors on our subnetwork right now. And if you, uh, I'll, I'll try to throw up a tweet from us real quick. And if anybody wants to, you know, get involved with Ori chain and actually uh, give it a shot to run a uh, AI executor node, please feel free to do that. You know what I mean? We want people to, you know, get involved with it. So, um, so like, not to,
1: like, not to cut you off, but explain what that is to, to to the average user. Cause we do get a lot of like brand new people to Cosmos and just, just crypto in general. So if you can just make that what you know, real simplistic to someone that's sure. brand new. So let me,
8: let me actually like, let me start back and like, give you the, the real high level overview. So we were founded in, in 2019, late 2019 by Dr. Chung Dao and, um, he uh, is the co-founder of Riki Soft, which is a top five um, IT company out of Vietnam. Uh, and he's got a very large team out in Vietnam, uh, about fifty people working for us on um, on our iChain chain right now um, uh, out of out of Vietnam. And you know, and a bunch of people doing business in 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 the United States and and finding people to use the product. Uh, we came in with the goal of solving real world utility for blockchain so right now there's a lot of people that are creating their d apps they're creating farming and yield farming and and staking apps and you know and now we see play to earn games and all of that coming a little bit more into the forefront but you know at the at the core of, you know we can really bring ai and and ai on chain into the smart contracts to you know vastly expand the functionality of smart contracts and we're talking about applications in insurance or identification um in finance and taxation there's you know a lot of and obviously we we're working on in the nft space and bringing some authentication services there as well so there's a lot of different use cases for AI right now that, you know, people really didn't think of, or, you know, they don't have the ability to use AI on chain. So, you know, they're not bringing that flexibility to it right now, even as we're looking at, you know, the idea of having an AI managed portfolio, you know, you don't want your AI to be centralized. You want that to to be a better decentralized system where, you know, if you have a point of failure, you know that a network of AI executors are actually looking at that and be able to make a better um, decision on on that data that you're using as the backbone of any logic in your smart contract. So, um, so to to you know over over the last year, we started out, we launched our mainnet 1.0, which is actually already live, um, and we're listed on Pancake Swap, Uniswap, and Um, and KuCoin and you know uh, you're able to transfer all of your you know tokens to mainnet and delegate them to secure our decentralized proof of stake um, uh, layer one blockchain Uh, up until now we've only uh, developed our own applications on AI right or or on or chain so we started out last year uh, trying to tackle the infrastructure for NFTs uh, and creating um, our own version of what we think a better minting protocol would be. Uh, so the, the idea here is that, you know, with a little bit of AI, we're actually able to verify the ont- authenticity of an asset, of the the artwork of an asset before it's minted. You know, so uh, we, we we look at all of the NFTs that are minted on Solana on Ethereum on Binance Start Smart Chain on Tezos and Cosmos, of course, you know, and looking across these blockchains, and we have a database that will compare whatever artwork you're trying to mint to that artwork, and if there is a high similarity, um, we can prevent uh the minting of you know of duplicates and plagiarized and fraud fraudulent uh, works. So you know when you go to an AI uh, an uh, NFT marketplace right now. Um, you know, you have to kind of do that due do, do, do diligence on your own, right? You have to say, okay, is this the real thing? Does it have that verified check, you know? And then is this actually the piece of art, you know, that, that I'm, I want to buy, or is this, you know, something that's been right-clicked and saved and reminted from a different chain without the owner of the IP's permission, and then you know, after that, you have to look and say, okay, well, the artwork's legitimate and all of this isn't legitimate, but can I trust my developer or the person that is putting this minting protocol out there? Or can I trust the, the transaction history? And again, AI is able to come in and look at, you know, a transaction history and say, okay, there's, there's wash trading happen here. We can see the connection of multiple wallets to be able to, audit that that history. So, you know, our goal with that product is really a proof of use case, proof of use for, um, you know, AI on chain in general is, you know, now you have a customer that comes to an NFT marketplace and you'll have the tools to be able to actually know what you're buying, which right now uh, people don't know necessarily. People are constantly rugged on projects and You know, and and yeah, and there's you know obviously with with as we're moving um, a little bit further into the mainstream with NFTs, copyright infringement is going to be a big a big problem that needs to be tackled. So um, you know, our ability to secure not only you know works that are on chain, but also be able to add off chain into those AI models, we're we're really looking at the whole situation saying okay we can provide a layer protection for the consumer and also for the ip owners and you know that's kind of our first our first big project with um the ai on chain and and i think it really demonstrates well you know why it's why it's important and what it can do and then you know from there it's everybody's creativity it's it's you know um or chain uh, began there and started building the infrastructure for um, our on-chain AI, which is Oray's da- uh, that Chain's data hub, um, and and this is where all of the users can come and take their raw data and bring it in and and monetize those data sets. They can have them labeled by the community or with AI assistance to be able to say, you know, this is cat, this is a pizza, this is a tree. I think the value of this NFT should be based on you know whatever preferences you have you know uh, you know any type of data that you need to be labeled or surveys or anything like this you know we're able to bring that into the data hub and then provide quality data sets for AI and data scientists to come in and um, and build models that can fit their unique business proposition. So, uh, you know, we're really creating this big infrastructure that we can then bring the real world use cases into, you know, into smart contracts and bring, bring some more. Whereas right now I think a lot of businesses are like, okay, I, I see the transactional value of, of, of cryptocurrency. I see that it's, it's great for you know verifying you know a peer to peer transaction, um, but it's expensive and it it's hard to in a lot of in a lot of cases to justify you know how it's improving the end user's life. So you know this system I think really tackles this well and you know it it, it makes an attractive option for people to be able to say you know we're going to bring AI on chain but then we're also going to use this AI in a different way than corporations traditionally use it. And so right now, a lot of corporations are getting your data, you know, you sign the privacy agreement on the website, they take your cookies and uh, and then they go and they make data sets on Snowflake and, and sell them, you know, or Amazon and sell them to other people for, for their AI models. And the end user never, gets the benefit of that. And so or Chain's royalty protocol is actually one, which is implemented very early, is not only a royalty protocol for, you know, NFTs and receiving royalties, but also, you know, for for data sets and being able to preserve ownership of data sets and for people that contribute to those data sets to be able to, um, you know, earn their fair share of contributing to the enrichment of somebody else's AI. Um, So I guess that was a lot so far. Do you guys have any questions? Should we stop there and and ask ask if we got any questions so far?
1: Yeah. So first off, wow, that was a lot to digest. Not that it was a bad thing. I would just, when you were speaking, I was thinking of like futuristic movies about like AI and then also i was thinking about my baby osmosis like i love osmosis to death and i just figured just by listening to you i feel like there's such a need for that because i know their smart contracts are like really soon coming to osmosis and borrowing lending leverage and order books and all that and i don't know if you can tell me or not but are you guys in contact with them on on trying to help with that part no we
8: actually we um so we have just reached out, I believe, to to Osmosis recently, um, and that was just in in conjunction with uh, getting listed. You know, once our IBC is enabled and and, and self listing over there, so and getting some details. So, but you know, I honestly like AI is you know, especially when you're looking at price feeds, right? And being able to say, you know, a price feed is. Um, you know, refreshing every 30 seconds or 60 seconds and you've got liquidations on the line. Right. Um, you want that real time data that only you can only get from, you know, taking that sample in a moment and being able to use that price based on whatever the price really is at that moment. You know, so I think there was an issue that Anchor dealt with not too long ago Um with some liquidations on their platform because of a price discrepancy between the real market price and then the, the, the what the Oracle was, was telling. So, you know um, yeah, so that's, we, we would love to be more in cause in contact with the Osmosis team and, and working together. So if you've got a contact with them, a direct contact, you know, touch and we'll, we'll definitely dive in.
1: Yeah, for sure. I definitely do that. Cause like I, when I was just listening to you, that, besides thinking about futuristic movies about artificial intelligence, I immediately thought about like the upcoming uh, events coming to, or to osmosis. Like right now there's no order books or smart contracts, but they're on their way. And I figured like this would just coincide with one another and, you know, it could definitely help out, but I don't know what their refresh rates are technically right now for price points, but I know it's not anything where, where what you guys probably can offer right now so i think that would be just a harmonious relationship between between both and uh so having said that when i know the 24th is that when you guys are enabling uh the just the cosmos sdk at total
8: or, or are you enabling transactions between ibc or yes i think that we're enabling trans we're already connected to the ibc actually if you so if you go on to Arai scan, you can see that we um, you know have a few channels that that have been open for different assets um, so and we are testing or ride decks which is our um, our decks on our ride chain uh, and which will be launched at the end of this month but it's being it's being tested by a group of 50 testers right now um, and it's very fast very seamless uh, our bridge is um, built, to bring assets over from evm chains into um the cosmos so you know when we launch uh oridex we're actually going to have you know that that bridge available to be able to bring you know all that tvl and, and money and people that are looking for better opportunities from you know ethereum Binance smart chain avax and all the other chains into the cosmos ecosystem via ori chain and then uh, obviously, you know, reaching out into the Cosmos ecosystem with a couple of you know great projects right now, and I'm sure more in the few fu- in the near future, um, to you know have easy trading of native assets within the Ori chain ecosystem. So, um, you know, we're launching the Dex. Go ahead.
1: I was just going to ask you: uh, Is your Dex built with Cosmos SDK?
8: Um, so we, uh, we, our DEX is built with the Cosmosm IDE, which was developed actually by our team in um, collaboration with Cosmwasm. So um, I don't know the deal about the STK right now because I know we're developing Orichain SDK. I don't know if they're using, you know, um, an early version of that to do the DEX development or whether they are using Cosmos's SDK. I'm not actually quite sure. I'd have to ask my CTO about the finer points there. Um, But, you know, the mainnet 2.0 launch is really going to be, you know, the release of uh, our Cosmosm ID is already up, but, you know, AraiChain's SDK and full developer documentation to be able to come in and, you know, build um, smart contracts and start developing your DApps on Orichain mainnet, um, being able to directly access our AI oracles, um, and build there. And as I mentioned earlier, a little bit, we communicate, you know, across chain too. So obviously, you know, our oracles will be available to the Cosmos ecosystem, but we also have them available to Ethereum, to um, Avalanche, you know, we just released our, our VRF, uh, which is fully decentralized and, um, you know, generation of AI, random, uh, AI generated randomness on chain um and then verification on chain as well so you know a really decentralized vrf uh and then you know that we just uh, released that for for avax you know our avalanche uh last week so you know we're we're and we're working also with some substrate based chains um aster network and um and scheiden network to have you know our our data and AI, AI oracles available there too. So it's it's a big move. We're working on interoperability between many many ecosystem EVM substrate and Cosmos based chains, and you know providing all the 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 documentation for people to be able to use those oracles, you know, um, really easily in their businesses. So that's
1: huge. i I just know that that's going to be necessary because of all the evms that are going to be coming over to just like let's just use osmosis for example there's going to be all these different tokens like ethereum and avax polkadot um you know just just a bunch of them i don't even name them all right now but that that's definitely something that's going to be required to have that instant data so to speak and then um yeah, I mean, I don't know if I necessarily have any more questions. I'm sure if anyone in, out there listening has any questions, definitely raise your hand and you get you on And Even if Bridget or Corey have any questions or any, anyone that's in here, if you have any questions, please.
8: Yeah, one thing I actually will say about about uh, real quick about the Oridex, and I think a big reason to come over here and, and let you guys know today is that we're. You know as we join the cosmos ecosystem become ivc enabled and and you know are really communicating with the other networks you know we're looking to really you know follow that um cosmos model of being able to give to communities and really put the community um you know in control and ownership of of the decks and so you know we're doing a big airdrop for adam and luna holders and um osmosis and and a couple other projects and i think that uh you know we've getting been getting some great feedback from the community uh, so i think that you know that we're even going to be bringing a few more projects in there uh, i know a lot of people have been asking for inclusion for for juno and uh, and a couple other projects too so you know we're really looking to you know share the ownership of, of the decks and incentivize a lot of people for coming in and, and participating in the network, you know, and, um, and earning, uh, rewards for, for those liquidity that they're, they're providing there. Um, so we're, we're excited for all of that. And, and, you know, I, I will retweet a, uh, a little article in one second to the space so we can, uh, anybody who wants to learn more details about oridex and um you know keep up with the uh, the airdrop stuff you you're welcome to do that all right and then you guys hear that it's listening in did you hear the word airdrop
1: because usually when you hear the word airdrop, it just sparks everyone's interest. They might be daydreaming a little bit, and then they hear airdrop, and they're they're full attention. So you kind of should have just let off with the airdrop talk. That's kind of what we're all about here, is, the, is I know. The,
8: Look, <laughs> I, I figured I would I would push a little bit of tech in there and see what I could throw at you, and and then and then you know I don't want to just come in here and start chilling, you yeah, know blindly. Man.
1: You did you did a good job. That was a, I that was a very high tech uh, conversation. I really appreciated every single word that you said and. You, i I just love passionate people i can tell you're very passionate and when someone's very passionate they have my full attention for any project and what you guys are doing is it's, it's i think it's it's obviously it's necessary it's required for what cosmos wants to do and wants to interoperate with all these other blockchains whether they're already ibc or not so what you guys got going on you got my full support and i will keep in touch and all that and I know Corey and Bridget, they have some questions. So go ahead, guys.
4: Hey, yeah. So, yeah, you got to get some sort of like a horn or, or a, a, a sound mechanic for, you know, every time the word airdrop is mentioned to get everybody's attention. That's uh, especially in this space. That's that's one of those key words. But Tyree, incredibly interesting. I thank you for going into into. Uh, the technical side of it, as well as high level too, be, because we're, you know, we're also learning, even though we're developing, we're, we're still all learning too, but we should connect uh, offline or outside of this when, when things are all wrapped up And here, uh, I'd love to see if there's some way that the Doolam can help amplify what you guys have coming and, and then kind of also, have an opportunity to to learn about it ourselves so we can help spread the word and and maybe provide a service for you guys too as you go um mainnet
8: 2.0. Yeah, thank you. We'll definitely I definitely will connect with you if you uh, I don't know if you're on Telegram or not, but we we can definitely most of my team is is Telegram centric although we did just branch out and finally um build our Discord which is which has been a long time coming for us, you know. Uh so you know, but let's definitely connect and, and talk. You know, I, I really appreciate your miss- mission here in, you know, this idea of making making the barrier of entry for being involved in cryptocurrency lower, um, you know, with all of this complicated talk that I might come with and want to share every detail of everything that we're doing. I get really hamped up. But at the end of the day, AI is what actually is making everything easier for every user, you know, and so. I think that there's going to be a lot of people that are interacting with blockchain in the near future that don't know that they're operating with, it, that they're interacting with blockchain. And it's, it's happening kind of in the background and, you know, and the user experience is, is streamlined in a way where, where they can enjoy it and integrate it into their lives without, without that kind of like panic moment of, of did I do the right thing or, you know, I, oh shit, I clicked on a link. You know what I mean. So I'm, and now I'm screwed because somebody just hacked all of my mnemonic passwords. You know, I mean that's, I mean it happens like unfortunately way too often. And um, you know the whole the whole space is 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 really in the need for or you know in a in a special place right now and and kind of needs to you know be more accessible for people. So you know I like what you're doing. I definitely think that there's uh, a lot of crossover here in in working together um so
4: absolutely yeah thank you again it was it was good to listen and learn but I'll, I'll poke i'll poke out to you on uh on twitter that way you know it's really me and and yeah let's connect
8: all right copy thanks
5: so i, I have a more technical question kind of um it was is a fascinating idea to apply ai to a lot of those problems of auditing um security just essentially improving integrity so uh, I don't know if you can speak to it, but how is the team going about training the AI with like so many data points out there and, and copies of the blockchain or blockchains? Yeah.
8: for sure. so so we use a data crawler number one to um, and we right now we're targeting specific marketplaces and um and games uh, in particular to uh, pull those that raw data in. Um, and then uh, we use a, uh, a knowledge graph when we're talking about transactions to be able to, you know, um, analyze all of that data. Uh, so being able to look and say, OK, we have one NFT who has, you know, a transaction between these five wallets that shows a, a flow of money. You know what I mean? So that's that, mm-hmm. that layer of analysis is is coming in and looking at it um, in terms of the actual training of the data in the similarity check. All of that, we we our AI team has uh, developed some automated tools to be able to do that. But we also, you know, uh, use our labeling hub to have um, members of the community that that can go on and train data um, and and tag and label things as well. Uh, so there's there's a little bit of of each, right? It's kind of this this hybrid. Uh, approach. It's not all AI, um, or else it's too centralized, right? So we want to, you know, give it back to the community. and, And really, the idea here is, you know, it's revolutionary in the crypto space. It's called work to earn, right? So, you know, there is an opportunity in training and labeling this data that is already, you know, happening. So in the real world right now, there are plenty of people, third party services that are coming and stepping in and offering, You know, big corporations an opportunity to take a different route instead of, you know, hiring the in house staff um, to save all of their data scientists time for that consuming process of actually creating uh, AI models. You know, and a lot of people don't realize this, but 80% of the time a data scientist spends is spent labeling. So, decentralizing and crowdsourcing that process you know, really frees up, uh, you know, the data scientists, but whether individual or from a corporate perspective, being able to say, okay, you know, I've got this hybrid approach of being able to use AI tools and, you know, um, manual labeling and annotating um, to, to, you know, make this process easier, right? And then when published to Oracle's and an Oracle fee is paid, you know, um, I think that there's also I think it's one of the biggest pieces of the the puzzle here. You know, there's an opportunity to earn and then to share royalties with the people who have actually enriched that data set. So um, I don't know if that answered your question completely, but that's that's the thing.
5: No, it did. It was good. And, and you hit the word that came to mind as you were describing it of sort of crowdsourcing something that is ordinarily rather privatized, expensive, and time consuming. So thank you. Thank you.
8: So Tyree, where can we learn about the airdrop information? I think that I I think that uh I think that I shared it here to the space. You guys can check out
1: Yeah I was gonna say while you're doing it everyone out there should definitely follow all three. Uh Corey, Bridget, and Tyree. It's always sensible to follow people that are you know, really smart. And I, I feel like I just want to rub
8: into you guys and hopefully get some of your uh, brain genetics. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. I shared it to your space. Uh, if you guys, if you guys want to um, you'll have to keep up to date because we've, we've announced the general program in a but but um, over the next couple of weeks, you want to stay tuned to um ride chains or uh, Twitter and telegram and discord channels for, all the official announcements of everybody who will be included in the airdrop and um, percentages and how that's going to all break down. Uh, if for those people that want to be involved a little bit more, you uh, you know, we're going, we really rely on our governance um, to, for the community to take part in important decisions. So, you know, we've uh, had some proposals last year to, you know, raise and lower the, um, the emission rate for our inflation and you know give people the opportunity to um you know define what the staking rewards are going to be and choose that as a community and everybody comes out and presents their case and people vote um you know and it's and it's pretty fantastic and uh and we have a, an important government governance pro- proposal that's kind of come up for um or ridex in particular which will be um you know related to what the initial market cap should be and how the, how the the launch of the token actually will be will be done. The tokenomics around that, so um, you know, it, you're not going to find it too much where where the team is actually giving it back to the community to make the decisions here. And we, you know, think it's really important for everybody to everybody to be a part of it because you know we're really a community based project. I I myself, you know, I I found um uh, a year ago through a friend of mine who um, is the CEO of Halborn Security. And, you know, they're, you know, very popular, used broadly in some of the best projects. And and he put me onto a ride chain and I came in and I I wrote a couple articles about, you know, what I saw as the potential here. And, you know, once you start those conversations with Dr. Chung, it just, it, ne- it never ends. And, you know, I'm being brought into the fold more, more aggressively on, on um, you know business strategy and now you know overseeing the development of our nft products i think you know it's it's clear that the in, that everybody in the community's voice matters but you know that there's a lot of opportunity for collaboration with the team with with us directly you know so if you have a great idea and you you have a use case for for ai and blockchain or you have a d app that you want to bring to us reach out to us because we will support it. You know, we are all about finding people in the community that are motivated and driven with great ideas and then promoting those people to really, you know, have space in, in cryptocurrency to, to be that businessman that, you know, some people are like, I don't understand AI, you know, I don't, I don't understand it. It it all goes over my head. I'm not really interested in it, but you know, I had a guy the other day reach out to me and say, well, do you think, you know, I never listen to you when we're talking, but do you think that, you know, I can take my laundry delivery app right now and use blockchain for being able to manage that data better? Yes. Yes. Come in, bring your idea and let's flesh it out and let's figure out where we're going to, where we're going to plug in, what will be, you know, the system that you already have and where we can help to provide solutions for you and then bring rewards to your users, you know? And so it, we're really excited, obviously, for Mainnet 2.0 and and we're, we love our community and we love, you know, joining the Cosmos community right now where you know, we're able to bring so many people into the fold and then share our tech with all these different projects. You know, this is, it's really ideal, you know, and, and we're super grateful and definitely grateful to be here and sharing with you guys today.
1: I'm, yeah, I'm really grateful so those articles that you alluded to are, are they public uh, articles? did you write them on medium or
8: um, yeah i wrote I wrote I mean I've done, been doing a lot of the writing in general for Orichain chain and and um and um, AI Write, but let me um i'll sh- I'll share an article that I wrote with you guys on medium here as well, which kind of goes over why why the decentralized um, approach to data management is is kind of revolutionary from my perspective, and um, and I wrote this article actually before I was I was just a little silent investor and was like, hey, you know, I see something here that nobody's really talking about, and you know, I think that it was a, a great opportunity, and obviously, you know, the team the team appreciates, appreciates the the community taking ownership of. Uh, the product that they own you know so um give me one quick second and i will definitely yeah. let up and if anybody else has another question i would you know i was just going to touch i'll so
1: i uh i have four monitors and i feel like i don't have enough and one of my monitors is just a portrait monitor and i just literally read all day long or I, myself i enjoy when i do have some free time writing about various topics on medium as well but yeah i would just read everything you ever wrote. So that's kind of how I get it. when I read when I meet someone or hear someone that I could tell is probably more intelligent than myself. I want to read about stuff. So
8: yeah, that would be awesome. I'll just yeah like, and I mean every read everything everybody is definitely free um you know to go and you know do their dive into um Ori chain's blog which is blog.orai.io um and that includes both um our projects on mainnet but also our NFT projects through AI Write, um, our collaboration with uh, with Kauai Islands, uh, which is a play-to-earn game currently on Binance Smart Chain, which will be uh, migrating a portion of that game over to a RIDE chain mainnet onto one of our subnetworks, which is an EVM um, compatible subnetwork. Uh, which actually I should talk about for a second because you know I know there's a lot of you know, move for a lot of people to bring the EVM over to Cosmos, and we, um, you know, are really passionate about Cosmosm. Okay, where we really think that the the smart contracts are 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 superior, you know, and more flexible and. And, 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 and we're not so stoked on solidity and, you know, the idea that, you know, people are constantly, you know, if you have an exploit or you want to update something, you have to migrate everybody to a new contract. You know, um, I think that it's, you know, it's just not as flexible. So Cosmolism is really let able to let developers come in and, and, you know, make edits and important, you know, changes to smart contracts when it's necessary, you know, um, so, you know, but we're also looking at, you know, where the space is right now and EVM is very hyped and obviously a lot of developers are using Solidity. So, you know, making Orichain chain mainnet, you know, instead of making it a it's little island of its own, you know, or, you know, still feeling like the cosmos ecosystem is on its own little, you know, continent, you know, we're really saying, okay, we have a subnetwork for people that are developing in solidity so you can bring your dapps and your coding language and the way you're understanding right now you know over to us and then we're you know and 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 launch apps with us on Orichain mainnet on one of our subnetworks um, and yeah so but you know we also are happy to incubate and we you know we're going to have an entire incubator program that we're going to release relatively soon um for really helping people bridge their ideas over more completely into into cosmos and using um Cosmosm ide as their development environment
1: nice so i know i know a lot of teams and it's usually never a good thing in crypto i like give a a date so to speak on when you're going to list your token on osmosis but do you have a clue uh, a
8: rough estimate on when you we should expect your token to be listed on osmosis I do not I, I do not have a, a rough estimate and if I did have a rough estimate I would um I would not be able to give it to you because that's that's the rule in our part. but I'll tell you that we um you know our goals right now you know we're going to be updating our entire mainnet um on the 24th and that's going to be a big move for us and then getting um OriDex live and then um and then once that's done and once OriDex is live osmosis users will have the opportunity to come and and use our um decks right away and then after that we will we will definitely you know like to be listed on as os- os- osmosis kind of you know as soon as possible
1: okay uh, yeah i understand that's just the, that's always a bad question to ask. i you know anyone in crypto knows that uh, you can't you don't want to give out firm dates but it sounds like pretty soon though i would
8: it, within the next couple of months i would assume so Oh, absolutely. That's, that's Great. absolutely our goal. And we're, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're ready now. We've, it's been a long, you know, it's, it's funny to be here. And a lot of people don't know too much about, um, or I chain yet. Uh, I've been involved really hands on for a while now, but you know, this we we've been developing for more, about a year and a half now. And, and it feels almost like stealth. So this is our, our our big moment and coming out and saying, okay, we've got products ready for you. Um, We've got everything that you come to expect in a decentralized decentralized proof of stake network in the Cosmos ecosystem. And, and we're really ready to participate and contribute to the ecosystem with, you know, valuable products that you can bring to your smart contracts. So um, we're really stoked on that. And uh, I'm definitely going to Find this little article I wrote and and let you guys take a gander on some of the um some of the benefits of of having AI and blockchain.
1: Uh, yeah, I know. I'm really appreciative that you saw by. I'm glad that you're com- I'm glad that your community reached out. You know, I don't even know if I would, you know, would have knew today to ha- have you guys come on. So I'm really glad uh, you had there, quite a few people reached out to me because I don't even know. I just took a picture of the map of zones, and uh, people were like, "You got to have them come on. You got to have them come on." And I'm like, "All right." And then you were just willing right away, so that was amazing of you to to take out time. I don't know what part of the country you're on. Are you West Coast? No, I'm I'm actually in New
8: York. Um, okay, so
1: you're East Coast, and you yeah, same time as me.
8: Yeah. And I mean, this was, this is a, I mean, it's, I'm if you're in the East coast and you know that this has been like one of the best winters and springs, I don't know where it is in your part, but you know, we've, we've been, you know, this is a perfect Sunday afternoon for me, just sitting, I had to get away. I have a, a six month year old baby. So I had to get away from the house. So there wasn't a child screaming on the line the entire time. Uh, and then, you know, go hang out by the beach and, and tell you guys about, about our ride chain. So you yeah, know, and obviously, I'm super interested to hear more about Shade and uh, and and loved hearing about Vadula earlier. So, you know, great connections happening, and love to come back here again. You know, and be a part of this.
1: Great, and hopefully, we can link up with Osmosis because what you said, I just feel like that would coincide with what they got going on. I mean, sm-
8: that's what they're using,
1: Cosmos, awesome, smart contracts. I don't know exactly when that's coming. I don't want to give a date, but I know what you what you just stated would definitely help in whatever way they want. You know, I know they're gonna try to do borrowing, lending, stuff being built, and and they need they're gonna need that instant data. So that's it sounds like that would just coincide with one another. So
8: yeah, I mean I would I would again if you have uh you know direct contact with somebody over there where we can just get the ball rolling on on sharing what we what we're working on. We we'd love to be a part of of that and make you know the cosmos ecosystem more unified and 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 stronger as a whole. All right. If anyone has any last questions,
1: now or never. I know I I'm excited that you stopped by. Everyone that ever stops by, including any, anyone out there just listening, I I always appreciate it. And hopefully this uh this space sheds some light on both your projects. I know I was a am- I was a maze last week. I think we had about 350 people tune in live, and then afterwards, I think a couple thousand people listen. It's just crazy to me to even think like that. I mean, I just started kind of doing the Twitter thing not that long ago, and the communities are just so embracing, and it's it's empowering, and they reach out. People just send me stuff, and they're like, "Hey, like, um airdrop." The guy was asking questions earlier. He made this like cool little animation for me reaching 7,000 followers, which to me still was like nuts. I don't even know how that's even possible, but uh yeah it's just crazy like the communities and the projects and everyone just go above and beyond and, and i've been in crypt- crypto for a decent while now and until i went down the rabbit hole and found cosmos i just it's just never was that empowering and and just like true love so to speak like everyone's just kind of on the same page i mean you'll have people from time to time at or on the same page but for the most part it's just like everyone truly has each other's back so We just want everyone to succeed. And I think what you guys have to offer can just, you know, enhance IBC in general. So I'm I'm looking forward to your developments and hopefully hearing from you. And I I definitely will keep in touch. And I really look forward to reading those articles. So I'm really looking forward to that.
8: Thank you very much again for having me here. and, And, you know, everybody is welcome to reach out to me um both uh, on twitter i'm i'm fairly active more active than i want to be sometimes uh you know so but please reach out to me here or in the comments uh and and feel free to tag me uh, tyree robinson and i'm happy to answer any questions and you know if anybody's got any great ideas also or wants to talk more about OriChain, chain um we do a community space at uh, 8 p.m. eastern time on every monday um called the Ori Zone, and you guys are welcome to uh, join us there we just started last week but you know as we're approaching mainnet 2.0 we're uh, obviously very excited about you know bringing everybody together and you know we really want to take some good ideas and hear the community's voice and you know and hear you know what where people want support and if they if they have something fantastic they want to build with us you know how we can how we can support that so um you're welcome to join us there as well nice thank you definitely try to tune in i I usually kind of shut down shop
1: like right before that but yeah i mean if i'm not doing anything i'll definitely at least listen in for sure that's that's great
8: awesome thank you very much and if nobody has any uh other questions then uh we guess we can just pass the buck here
1: yeah again thank you so much guys for that and i see carter's in here so i guess we're just gonna kind of just go right into shade and I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing from carter so if, if carter you're you're available yet let me know if not we could just keep talking about whatever <laughs> yeah but the weather has been nice i it's been great march i don't know if you guys got any snow but my birthday was on Friday the 11th. It was like 55, close to 60. It was perfect. And then overnight, we got six inches of snow for no reason. And then right after that, though, then it got to 70. And then I don't know what it is today because I haven't been outside yet. But, yeah, it's been really, really nice. And I'm hoping hoping that all the snow's over with and. You know, I, I get to the point once like February ends. I don't care if it's cold in March. I will not wear a jacket and I'm done with all the winter weather stuff and I'm just over it. So yeah, I'm hoping there's no more crap weather. All right, Carter. Reinstall Twitter just for this Twitter space.
9: <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, man? Doing good. Spring spring is here for For those of you from any sort of winter location knows what that can do for for a builder in terms of creativity and optimism and hope, so it's just great to be able to like walk around and uh just feels like good things are on the horizon now that we're emerging from
1: winter. Yeah, amen to that. My my sinuses, I I guess as I get older, my like I never had allergies, but now I guess as I'm getting older and my body falls apart, I guess I'm getting really bad allergies. It's terrible, but I'll take it over cold weather though for sure. So, you want to talk to us about your roadmap and uh, silk and shade and everything? You have time? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I can I can jump in
9: here and say for for those of you that don't know what shade protocol is, it's an array of connected, privacy preserving. DeFi applications built on Seeker Network. Um, As a a team about a year ago, we we looked at the space and said, "Where, where are the fundamental problems in DeFi and how can we help solve them? And one of the first things we noticed was how fractured DeFi is in terms of user experience and in terms of value alignment. You can go to any given layer one, and you have a unique DeFi application with its own token for every conceivable application. And the problem for this is that it can be very confusing for users, right? Like you enter into an ecosystem, there's all these different tokens that are unique to every layer one. You have to try to navigate it and you have to discover all of these primitives and these websites on your own. And so we said to ourselves, what if we could build an entire array of connected DeFi applications that all use the same token And all live under the same user experience? And can we have privacy be fundamentally part of all those applications? And that's where Shade Protocol was born. We've been building for over a a year at this point. Airdrop is already out there. Um, And now it's the race to launching all of the key fundamental DeFi primitives. We're not doing it alone, there are multiple teams. Um, at play here building all the different DeFi primitives. I don't want to leak a crazy amount of uh, alpha. March 25th is where we're doing the developer uh, round table. It's going to be a live stream and we'll be revealing at least two brand new primitives that are in the works. Shade protocol right now collectively across the line consists of 25 plus developers which is an insane number and that number continues to grow. Um, and so I think the, the flagship product, separate from you know, lending, DEXs, insurance products, et cetera, probably the most important one that undergirds the majority of these is, is stable coins, right? And that's where Silk was born as an idea. Can we build a privacy preserving stable coin? that has a path to auditability and compliance? And can we peg it to something other than the dollar? We look at this whole world of DeFi and the dollar stable coin is front and center. But as we've seen in global economies, is this actually sustainable? Do we want DeFi to live or die by the US dollar? And it just seems like we need to be forward thinking. And so there was a group of four plus researchers that spent Four plus months designing um, a basket of currencies and commodities that, when back tested against the dollar, are more stable and able to retain your purchasing power better than, to our knowledge, any other stable coin in the space. It's, it's, it's super unique. Silk is an algorithmically pegged stable coin similar to the Terra Luna model. That is what our um, final testing is on right now. We're about to go into the um, audit portion. And after audits are done, Silk will be launching on mainnet. Shade staking will be launching um, on mainnet. And from there, it's it's just about bringing Silk to the world. It's about launching all the other primitives and continuing to build out the revenue streams that ultimately point back to Shade stakers. So yeah, that's, that's
1: a little about Shade Protocol. Yeah, I'm looking forward to staking. That's actually one of the questions I was going to ask you today is like ETA on when you could just stake your shade. And then it, it, if so, I, I given st- certain dates is not the best way of going about it, but are you just going to be able to stake it right on CFI, or how's that going to work?
9: Yeah, I mean, the shadeprotocol.io slash stake would would exist at that point. Um, and it should be a simple, you know, one, two clicks and you're passively earning APR. Mm-hmm um just like that and and staking is actually something behind closed doors where we're seeing a lot of innovation on from our end and i guess i guess i can i can elaborate on on some of the ideas if we want to go down the the staking rabbit hole
1: yeah, go ahead. I, I know. I think I know what you're going to say. But yeah, I mean, that would be great for the community to realize what's going on behind closed doors. Because I think everyone in here that's ever listened to my show knows that I like have a really big heart for Secret and all the L2s. And I think it's just really, um, I guess, underrated is the word that I should use. I just think there's a lot going on that people just overlook. And like what you guys have to offer is going to be big. And I think, you know, we, we, go ahead and touch on the stuff behind the scenes, but I think people are going to see just like that, that, yep, right back on the map, so to speak. So
9: yeah, totally. No, it's, it's exciting. I, I think one of the, the coolest things about having all the, the DeFi primitives and all the different research and everyone united under one uh, token, in this case, Shade, is we're seeing an insane amount of um, like knowledge share between developers, researchers, et cetera. Um, Like imagine you have a lending protocol with token A and they're trying to work with a DEX that has token B. Like they have to try to bring their partnership in alignment with each other such that they're fully giving like 100% of their energy and focus to maximally integrating, right? In in a beneficial way. But if you have a lend team that uses token A and DEX also uses token A for all their value accrual, those teams are like 100% incentivized right out of the gates. There's like no conflicts of interest going in any direction. And so I bring that up to say that a lot of like the ideas that are emerging right now are very much a result of having unified people with very different DeFi expertises from different primitives, realizing that if a lending product can work with a DEX, can work with a stablecoin, can work with an arbitrage platform and all of them, are unified and don't have that friction, the doors open very rapidly in terms in terms of the design space. So I'll I'll pause there.
1: Okay, so woke you've had your hand up for quite a while. How how you doing?
6: Hey, what's up, man? I actually just put it up, but uh, I I I joined to speak earlier because I didn't realize that guy was trolling, and he's like about the fucking about the the guy talking about like rust and all this shit and like.
5: That's the only reason I joined
6: to speak to be like, what the fuck was he talking about? But now uh, the Shade Protocol actually really got my attention. So um, if you don't mind, my question is, can you elaborate more on what uh, reserve assets will be backing that stable coin? That, That really caught my interest.
9: Yeah, absolutely. So the backing for Shade Protocol is similar to the way Terra Luna does it. So you could think of Shade is to Luna as Silk is to UST. And the way algorithmic pegs work is whenever your stablecoin goes above or below a target price point, an opportunity emerges for arbitrage where people are able to either burn shade for silk or burn silk for shade, which contracts or expands the supply, um, which they're then able to profit off of when they go and interact with a DEX. The simplest example is, let's say well, we'll use Terra. Uh, as an example here with the dollar, just because it's it's easier for example's sake. Let's say UST is trading at a dollar and two cents. That's not good because we want it at the target peg of a dollar. And so what anyone can do is they can burn a dollar worth of Luna for one UST that the secondary market is um, trading for at a dollar and two cents, right? So what that person does is when they burn the Luna, they've reduced the supply of Luna, they mint the UST, which expands the supply, and then they're able to sell the UST which creates sell pressure, which pushes UST back to the target price point of a dollar. right? Inverse scenario is also true. Let's say UST is trading under PEG at 98 cents. What anyone can do is they can burn one UST that's being valued at 98 cents for a dollar worth of Luna. This reduces the active circulating supply of UST, which ultimately helps push the PEG back to a dollar. So, Silk and Shade follows those identical mechanics The only difference is that silk is not targeting a dollar price point. It's instead targeting an aggregate price point that's slowly shifting over time because that target price point is made up of a basket of currencies that are constantly appreciating and depreciating on a global scale in relation to whatever sovereign currency um, you think about it, right? So that's the, the simplest explanation I can give. I'm happy to elaborate more if you have any questions.
6: Yeah, I know that was great. Um, I, I did that. That's what I was more, con- uh, I guess my question, I didn't frame it too well. Um, I was more curious about the basket of currencies that back it. As far as the, the, the protocol, as far as the uh, mechanism that enables this whole thing, um, just like UST, uh, it's caught my attention. Uh, we were talking last night, I think, I don't remember. Um, and I think that these decentralized uh, stable coins are one of the most important things in the space and people don't realize that yet. But if a worst case scenario happens, like with all these sanctions we have going on, right? Um, like for example, uh, I know this isn't a stable coin, but with all the recent issues with Russia and the and the sanctions going on um, and us uh, strong arming Swift, uh, I guess in my mind, I'm, I'm very aware of the implications. I used to work for Department of Commerce. So, um, all these DApps on Ethereum, like OpenSea, um, all these lending protocols, everyone, all of a sudden they got scared. Hey, oh yeah, we're gonna get regulated, right? And so, um, all of a sudden, all these Iranian there's a lot of Iranian artists, right, that create NFTs. All of them got banned from from OpenSea. Um, these stablecoin issuers, USDC, you know, USDT. If they get pressured or, or nobody knows where is, I'm not going to start up the tether FUD, right? But <laughs> there's a lot of uh, uh, things, a lot of paper, commercial paper that backs it. And we don't necessarily know where it comes from. What if uh, those entities issuing that are, uh, get sanctioned? You know, Like I just can't, until the worst case happens, I don't think people are going to appreciate a decentralized stable coin. And I feel like it's absolutely necessary in a decentralized space. I love UST. Everything you're telling me, I absolutely love. Because my other thing that I think is important is privacy. So a privacy-backed protocol, similar to UST, which is incredibly successful, absolutely amazing in in in, in my opinion. Um, I love it. Uh, I was listening to uh, Udi's interview the other day, and, and, and you know, uh, the 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 new idea to back it, like they're going to back it with uh, a couple billion dollars in Bitcoin, and how it's a uh, Everyone in the space is um, uh you know whether you're you, everybody in the bitcoin is is globally in the space um something that everybody is aware of is uh that can agree it's a hard asset and um they're backing it now with bitcoin and uh I thought that was really interesting um But yeah, as far as the basket of currencies, is it it just, can you elaborate more on that? Like, uh, is it just a basket of global currencies?
9: Totally. So yeah, I'll I'll elaborate on two things because I do want to talk about the treasury Bitcoin thing. Um, But first I'll talk about Silk's composition. So Silk consists of currencies from the USA, China, Europe, Japan, UK, Canada, South Korea, Australia, Indonesia, Switzerland, Sweden, Norway, Singapore, gold, and Bitcoin. Right. Those are those are all of the different um, components that are par- that consist of the silk peg. Now, there's different weights assigned to each one of those categories. Um, there was back testing. An immense amount of back testing was done in order to you know come up with optimized weights in terms of purchasing power retention, um, including gold and but Bitcoin, where it creates a very powerful um, effect against inflation. It's essentially like a super small component of it that creates that um, counterinflationary hedge. hedge. And we very much so with the Silk Research Team, we're targeting efficient economies. When I first started out with the idea of Silk, uh, me and Satara, we were focused on the concept of GDPs. Could we have a currency where the weights were representative of underlying economic activity and it would get updated over time to reflect. Value shifting around the world is like a closed system, right? But what we discovered is that GDP isn't necessarily the best metric for efficient economies and efficient um, manicuring of currency allocation, distribution, printing, etc. So lots of shifting has happened on the peg composition side, but one of the most powerful mechanisms is that the peg can continue to shift over time, right? So picture a world. Where the US dollar completely falls off the map, or the euro completely falls off the map, shade, token holders, and governance has the ability to add new commodities or currencies to the peg. They also have the ability to shift weights. So, conceivably, if Bitcoin took up 50% of the global trading volume with currencies, then Silk's peg can evolve asynchronously to reflect those global macroeconomic changes. And so I think the danger of current decentralized stablecoins is they're one-to-one pegged with sovereign currencies. And so we have these decentralized systems tied to centralized monetary policies. And I, I think it's not forward thinking of enough. I think we can do better in Web3 with how we're designing um, stablecoins. So that's, that's a little bit about the silk peg composition. I also want to reference your point about um, Bitcoin backing things like UST. One of the things we're really focused on with Shade Protocol is growing a treasury of uncorrelated assets. Um, that growth is from all the different primitives pushing revenue to this DAO. Um, but the key difference is that the Shade DAO, as these uncorrelated assets grow, it's completely decentralized, and also the um, the backing of the peg is automated um, within an arbitrage. Component that's tied to the treasury and tied to shade staking. So while I love what I'm seeing with Terra Luna, I wish it was more decentralized and I wish the mechanism for how it steps in and impacts the market if UST went off peg was um, automated and not centralized. So that's that's one thing I'd toss out there.
6: Yeah, that's really interesting, man. This is a great conversation. Um, you know, um, the only thing I would worry about is you know you never know in geopolitical issues you know we saw what happened with the ruble but I, obviously i think with everybody i think those are things that can be navig- navigated as a DAO. um it's it, it's it's really interesting um i love it man um i just followed shade protocol really interested if i think of any more questions you know i was just thinking this is this is really cool um duquan was talking about the importance of bitcoin in backing um usp and how it was just widely accepted um, by everybody in the space it would be really neat with a privacy-based stablecoin i I don't know if i would do this as far as an investment but i would love to hear somebody say that they were going to do it just because it would be cool if they did the same thing but with monero that would be hilarious like i just that would just make me so fucking happy i don't know if it would be good it'd probably be a really bad idea for an investment but uh, i don't know you know i don't know it just everybody in the privacy space has a lot of uh everybody um has the same kind of feeling about Monero, you know?
9: Yep. No, totally. It's, it's interesting. Even internally we've had discussions about like um, treasury, treasury management over time, because as, as the Dow grows, you need to have diversification of assets. And so your definition of a hard asset is actually very, very important. And so I actually think of XMR as one of the most hardened assets. It's just, it doesn't have that centralized exchange liquidity, that really demarcates it from something like bitcoin's global impact in my opinion so i would love for xmr to back silk's peg i think ethos wise and philosophically that makes sense i think in terms of volatility it makes less sense but you know you i think uh the value of standing behind xmr is we're essentially saying we believe that that is the future um hardened asset for for privacy as like as a flagship token so
6: yeah, for sure. I think maybe and not not thinking about it in that way. As far as, um, uh, you know, one of the things that can be done rather than have it as a reserve asset is just uh, you know doing what we're doing now, like with Secret, having the narrow Bridge and, and uh, uh, allowing more utility from Manero, more opportunities to accept it and, and and bridge into all these other protocols and and, and uh, you know people that have a holding in Monero as a store of value to allow them to expand into other assets, other opportunities in the space, other than just a store of value, maybe uh, bridging in, 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 in a privacy-based smart contract world, um, you know, engaging there um, from the basis of a privacy-based uh, uh, store of value. But a great conversation, man. I love it. I just followed it. Um, I wish I knew about it like a long time ago so I could try and game the airdrop, but man, thanks for coming. I love it.
9: be sure to be sure to join the shape protocol discord we have a like we have an awesome community of of, of contributors and i what i what i love what differentiates our community in my opinion from what i've seen is you can hop on the discord and, and there's people doing like research on silks peg composition like right out in the open right there's economics chat where like core team people are talking about it right out in the open and so i i've loved how the community has jumped in we ask hard questions. We challenge assumptions. I think the end result, is shade protocol, all, all of the ideas are, are what you'll find are, are very hardened, very, very, and very secure. So welcome to the community. Happy to have you.
0: Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was part one of a two-part IBC gang space, Cosmos Haas, Cosmos Spaces, learning about three IBC projects, VDL, O-Ray, and Shade. Recorded on Sunday, March 20th, 2022 this episode of the ether was brought to you by orbital command a community validator on terra dedicated to educating expanding and promoting the lunatic community take advantage of their terra luna intel report on telegram which brings you the hottest news and updates on all things terra each and every day find it using the link in the show notes you can also support their community efforts by considering them next time you're delegating or redelegating your luna find out more Find out more at luart.io. This episode of The Ether was also brought to you by WeFund. WeFund is a community crowdfunding cross-chain incubator on Terra, and it's the first launchpad that implements a milestone funding release system to protect investors. All money raised for projects is deposited in Anchor Protocol, and it's refundable, and all decisions are based on community voting power. WeFund is community-focused and designed to be a user-friendly experience for both project creators and investors. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the Telegram for more information. Links are in the show notes and check them out online at WeFund.app. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. They say rapping is the gateway, bringing home great pay, checking that replay. Sing along and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way. I make about three bucks for every thousand plays, so it up and do the math on that financially speaking why the fuck would anybody want to rap but in this reality the money comes from doing shows but then where's the money go when you can't do the shows i guess you could rap on cameo i've been asking all my friends if i can rap on the patio six feet motherfucker, step the fuck back doing a little magic pulling rabbits out the rucksack not everybody's always in it for the money looking like another crooked sunday and i'm working monday so you know i ain't stressing left debating great methods mace to play inception the base state
9: See, even with these huge sums of overall royalty, these sums know, of money
0: that go to the record label per playback can seem insultingly small. Many rights holders are making around three quarters of a each time a listens to one of their tracks, leaving only some portion of that. For the actual, not even, even say they're
9: pennies making pennies, pennies, per play. Until they can figure out how to turn a profit, their future will always be in question. But
0: for now, investors see enough potential to continue funding pennies, pennies, Another day, another lesson. Living in the 8th dimension might be worth a little mention. Living in the Great Depression, got a real regal feel. Reeling in another sucker fish, out to make a deal, just to make a motherfucker wish. Aw shit, now you only got two left. You know what I wish? We didn't have any loose ends. You know what I'm.